What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Mongols Podcast, sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. I'm Mike. With me is Kevin Josh. The USL Championship won't have a champion, at least not for a while, and we're going to break that all down along with some Academy news. Let's go. Everything was just falling into place. Bunky Azil cuts inside. With this one, the Lord, oh, Steven Dos Santos from James and Mertz. Yes! yes. So, it wasn't on the agenda, but hearing the intro jogged my memory. Uh, we also had an announcement since the last show about the all-USL squad, and uh, both Kenny Forbes and Tommy V were named to the first team. So, kudos to both of them. I think definitely well-deserved for both of them. Um, especially, look, I don't want I'm not, to... I'm not knocking Kenny at all. I think we all sort of just understand that Kenny is one of the best players in the league, and that's just it. But I think it's, it's, it's awesome that Tommy V got some recognition as well for what we've basically been saying all year, that you know he is sort of the, the backbone of that D. Um, did he end up playing every minute of the season? It was close. I think so, yeah. I think it is, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have to look at shoes spreadsheet. I don't have it open right now, but uh, he has like the minutes on there. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. positive. Yeah. So kudos to both of them, um, guys. What's been What's been going on? How How have you been? Uh, I guess first of all, how was Halloween? Did you guys do anything fun for Halloween? Josh, anything fun? I like a small, small group of friends who uh, it's like my quarantine bubble friends, and uh, we hung out and uh, had like they all like dressing up a lot. I'm I'm to the point where I'm like, ah, all right, I guess we'll find a costume. But so I just wore a costume I wore from like 10 years ago, 12 years ago. Just like, I'm like, oh yeah, Star Trek outfit. There we go. Throw that on. Boom. Done. I and, saw, uh, I yeah. saw the picture you posted of you in the Star Trek uniform. Was the red Star Trek characters always the one who got killed first? I can't Only remember. Only the original series. Okay. In the next generation, which is what that costume is from. Red is actually the commanders, uh, like the, like John Luke Picard and Riker, yeah, yeah, all of them have red. Yeah, I I remember hearing that and I was like, that's not, I was, I was a next generation like super nerd, um, and I have pictures of me in a next generation costume when I was a kid. Um, it was fifth grade. Yeah. Anyway, um, cool, cool. Kev, uh, what'd you do? Um, yeah, we carved pumpkins. Um, Riley wanted to take a photo as. Uh, us dressed as the Ferris Bueller gang. So I was Ferris Bueller. She was, I don't know the other character's name. <laughs> <laughs> and and Cameron the, uh, was our cat. She got a like baby-sized Detroit Red Wings jersey and like altered it um, to make it fit him. Um, it was just funny. Like, I, you know, I think she did all the work. She like, you know, got like the super cheap, like, ferris bueller top or whatever and like we put it on for five minutes took photos and then took it off and that was the extent of it <laughs> so um yeah it was that car pumpkins this was like a week two weeks ago but i finally watched uh being john malkovich that was a really good movie <laughs> i still haven't seen it what year did that come out on like 2000 and like two <laughs> yeah early early 2000s I, yeah i, I want to say um but uh, I, I don't know. I just kind of wanted to bring that up because we actually watched like Nightmare Before Christmas and the Charlie Brown Halloween special. 
Um, but uh, but yeah, being John Malkovich was really good. You dressed as Ferris Bueller was one of the funniest things I've seen all year. Because like typically when you take pictures, <laughs> I don't want to say that you're not photogenic. You don't like. I'm really, not photogenic. You don't. You don't really like smile. You don't really do anything. And you were you were feeling. You were what feeling do you want me to do Bueller. in a photo? <laughs> <laughs> What I'm do you expect saying. people to do in a photo? There's just, you know, you, you look at the camera and smile. <laughs> I'm going to have to dig out that photo, and that's going to have to be the cover photo for this uh, for this episode so that people can see you dressed up as Ferris Bueller. So. I'll sue you and take you to court. <laughs> Tis the season, Kev. Um, <laughs> what did I do? Uh, what did we... Oh, we we um we went for a, a hike in the woods, which was fun. It ended up we thought it was just gonna be like a one mile hike. It ended up turning into three um, down some like creepy stretches of woods, which was you know fitting because it was Halloween. And then um, when we moved out to Ligonier, we had no idea at the time that my wife's great grandparents, who like literally came over on the boat, had settled out here, and uh, and so her family roots like run deep here. And so we went to the cemetery that's like up on top of a hill overlooking the town and was able to find the the gravestone for her great grandparents, which would be my kids, great, great grandparents and like their immediate kin, um, which was kind of cool. It was like a, it was almost like a like a scavenger hunt in a cemetery, which felt fitting for Halloween. Um, so we did that. And then um yeah, just sort of watch the movies at night. We didn't go out either. We ended up playing Among Us, um, which was fun for a few hours, and the kids had a good time. I had never played before, but we'll talk about that later. Um, so yeah, that was that was our Halloween. Hopefully, you know everybody out there had a safe and fun Halloween, guys. The whole turning the clocks back is freaking killing me. Like I get to six <laughs> o'clock and I'm ready to go to bed. Like this is insane. It's it's too dark. Too I, for some reason I always forget how dark it gets this early, but. I hate it. It's funny because everyone's like, pretty much uses smartphones for their their clocks and everything like that. And like, I swear, half the people on my timeline on Twitter did not realize that the clocks had gotten uh, fallen back. <laughs> and so they're all like, "Why did I get up so early? I can't sleep." Blah blah blah. <laughs> Why is it dark at six o'clock? Yeah. What is happening? <laughs> yeah, Ugh, it's depressing. Um. So, I, we should probably talk about a little bit of soccer, at least on this one. Yeah, we, why not? We can't guarantee we're going to go to the full hour, but there was a, a few tidbits of news. I think the most prominent one, and I don't mean to laugh. Look, if if we were Tampa fans or we were Phoenix fans, we would be absolutely livid right now. But uh, earlier last week, the USL announced that they would not be having the championship match for the League One league because of covid issues and at the time we were like huh like well that's that's interesting they're not having it for league one but they're still going to have it for the championship and then as we got closer and closer to the weekend it turned out that due to covid um and covid cases they canceled the championship match for the season so we all predicted that the season would end early i don't think any of us expected it would just be one game short like literally one game short so, so close, yeah, so close. Yeah. Like, I couldn't believe they had pulled it off. I was like, wow, you know, we all kind of thought, yeah, it's going to end early and, you know, it's going to be lucky to get half a season in or whatever. And then, you know, lo and behold, it's the very last freaking game. 
Ah, uh, that sucks. Yeah. Uh, and again, you know, kudos to USL Championship for pulling it off. I mean, I can see how the NBA could do it because they have massively deep pockets and they put everybody in a bubble. USL is a it's a second division league, and they were able for the most part. I mean, there were some games that were canceled or postponed here or there. There were some players that couldn't play here or there, but they pulled it off. So you know, good on them, um, guys. We have no idea how the how the league is actually going to solve this. If they're going to solve this, you know, so <laughs> I think it was Pendleton who was out there saying like, oh, you know, does this mean that? Tampa gets like half a star over their crest or somebody has suggested like an outline star instead of one that's fully filled in for the championship. How, how do you think is like the fairest way to resolve this? Do you do nothing? I mean, Kev, you, you ran into this most recently because Liverpool was like going to be champion and they're like, shut it down. So you had to like suffer through this, like Tampa and Phoenix fans. What do you think is the fairest way to resolve this? I mean, the Liverpool thing is a bit different because they yeah the european leagues determine champions by cumulative points over the course of an entire season so it feels more justified to if you are going to stop early to say well they're on track this is you know this is the trends of how many points they were getting per game and blah 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 and but this is just this is different i mean it's a playoff system it's a you know championship game um i i don't i don't know i I don't see why you can't just <laughs> delay it. Ensure, you know, fine. You don't have the it, USL doesn't have the resources to control as many clubs as there are in the entire league, but you you do have enough pull and resources and buy-in from from the clubs that are in the championship to say, all right, let's let's be tight about this for 14 days. Let's do a lot of testing. Let's ensure that your squad is healthy and it's play a game behind closed doors and, and that's, you know, and, and work it out that way. I think I would be, yeah, if this was us, I would be so mad and upset if we got to this point and, and this happens and there's just a shrug from league officials. Like, like I, 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 there is things you can do and it's, I don't know. I am, you know, I, I, that, that's my view is I think there is a way out of it and it, they should be pursuing those options. Um, I wouldn't understand it, how, you know, how they couldn't. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering if it has a, a couple of different factors. One, I'm wondering if player contracts uh, are technically over, uh, you know, by a certain date, and maybe this would be like, hey, does that mean you have to pay the players more to stay on the extra, you know, half month to to wait for COVID to die, die down for the teams? Um, it could also be the contracts they had with ESPN for the final, um, you know, they might have exclusive rights to it and also that kind of stuff. Like maybe they can't play it on ESPN now and ESPN won't let them do it or something like that. But when you think like, let's say, you know, we're in the championship and even if they said it can't even be televised, like I'd still want them to play it like just, and just give me a news report about it later. And so we know there's a clear definitive. There was a winner for this season that was played out 99% of the way. Yeah, uh, like I mean, the, I agree with that. I, yeah. I do think that would have been the, the best thing to do. But, yeah, I, I'm I'm wondering if it is something with the player contracts and, and money for that. And also I'm wondering if um, – so, like, they're not – as far as how they're handling it, they're doing the their conference of uh, winners. Each one's the, the winner of their conference. They're just going to leave it at that. 
of the divisions. Um, but they are also saying that maybe possibly they're going to do a game at the beginning of next season, like a preseason game against the two. And that might be how they kind of like, it won't be official for the championship, but it'll be kind of like a makeup for it, which ah, I don't know that that feels even worse to me <laughs> because it's like completely different players, yep. completely different situations. You know, it, it, it's just meh. But yeah, that sucks. I mean, that was going to be my question. If given the choice between having them play each other either the first game of the season or in the preseason or doing nothing and just saying it ends, which one which one would you prefer? I almost prefer it just ends because uh, to your point, like different players, different season, it you're not all warmed up, you're not firing all cylinders, like it's it's a preseason match. It's different than a final. I don't, I don't yeah. know. Josh, how do you feel? What are you taking there? No, it, it doesn't. It shouldn't count. Like, if, if they were to do it and they're like, okay, this is who gets the championship for 2020s, you know, a game in 2021 uh, with different squads. Uh, no, that doesn't feel right at all. And also, it just feels like, you know, you don't expect the players to be as tip top and if they were to go all out like they would for a championship game what if one of them gets hurt and then that screws your beginning of your season like it's so many things yeah. that like kind of could go wrong there yeah i mean you could have the scenario where you have players that you know the team doesn't sign anybody else or or they sort of go all out for that one game and then like the rest of their 2021 season is like you know who cares? Like we're going for that one game, Kev. What do you in that scenario? Would you rather just see them end it now the way they do, or try to play again in the spring? Yeah, I think ending it now would be better than trying to play it again in the spring. Um, but that being said, like I said, I, not, I'll stop talking about it after this. But like, you need to finish it. Can you imagine like training for a marathon? You run the 26 miles of it, and then the last, like, point two, they're like, ah, we're just kidding. The race is done. You didn't cross the finish line, but, you know, you had fun, right? You, you ran. I was like, no. I worked so hard for this. Can you imagine all the players, too, of, like, doing the right protocols for the entire season in the midst of COVID? And then just to say, you get to the final. You go on this roller coaster of a ride. Uh, sorry. Like, we're not going to. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think... Yeah, after saying all of that, I do think playing it as like the first game of the season in a few months I, is in a, in a crazy way. Even It's not that it's worse. It's it's more illegitimate Yeah, yeah. for all the reasons that you guys already talked about for for contract reasons and yeah, people aren't warm and blah, blah, blah. So yeah, I just, it's a bit of a mess. I almost like even wish, kept your point. I think they could, you know, everybody quarantine for two weeks and then just play the game. But even if the USL is like, nope, we're finishing it. Like, I, if you're Phoenix and you're Tampa, why wouldn't you just be like, look, we're going to quarantine for two weeks. We're going to play a game that's quote unquote unofficial. And like, you know, we'll either like have a radio broadcast or somebody standing on the sideline, YouTubing it live. And like, and that it won't be official, but like, we will know, okay, this team was the champions and whatever. And you pay a ref and you play the game and that's it. And it's just, Oh, yeah, it's rough. I mean, it's it it, it feels there, so. I, I is there any news about what the USL has proposed to change going forward? I, I mean, I haven't I haven't stayed up on it. No, when they canceled what? it, yeah, yeah, they just canceled it. It's just it's done. Like they said that you know th that's it. <laughs> there's no plan to reschedule it. Um, there's no 
Like the the teams said that they might do that scrimmage thing at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Uh, but it, that wasn't like the official thing, or even that was for sure going to happen. Um, probably because they don't know for sure what's going to happen next season, which is another thing that could be a big kerfuffle yeah. now. I mean, that's in question still. If if the season's even going to start, they would rather push it back than have it be like it was this season. They said. Yeah, they talk about starting in May as opposed to March next year. When it's so weird, too, I never would have thought I'd be in a position where the league or clubs canceling games, citing the reason of COVID worries, I never would have thought I'd be in a position where I'd be angry at that decision. Because, <laughs> like, I, I like all season, I would have been like, I, you know, err on the side of caution. Yeah, if you want to call it mid, mid-season, fine. If you want to call it, you know, delay next year's season, great. Good idea. P- health and public safety makes sense. But, like, to do it in this <laughs> scenario. <laughs> like, I, especially because we now know, especially in a controlled way, I get it's hard to do the NBA bubble on a season-long thing with so many clubs but in such a small case scenario, you do we we know enough, and you do have the resources and 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 yeah means to make sure it's played in a safe, controlled way, and to not do it is just baffling to me. Can you imagine if it was toughy and he'd be like, "No, oh, like, we don't." That's we, exactly we what I was thinking. We, like, <laughs> he'd be like, he'd "Burn nope, the city down." He would. <laughs> <laughs> Man. It would be some like uh, speakeasy soccer game that's right. uh, in two weeks. You'd be like, "Oh, we're playing it. Right. We're playing." It. <laughs> I got a parking lot in St. Louis. We are meeting there. <laughs> it's going down. There'll be iPhone footage right. live streamed. <laughs> oh, it's like the most 2020 thing of 2020. It's just uh, oh, we made it so far. Oh no, 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 you didn't. Sight. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I think we're we're all in the same you know mindset of like if you can do it, really try to do it. But otherwise, don't do it next year. It's just... but that's the thing. It's it's not, for me and and check me on this if I'm wrong. Uh, both you or anyone listening. But like it's it's not even an if question. Like to me, I'm certain they could do this in a safe way. So I and and I don't know. I. That just really upsets me. And Josh, maybe you're right. Maybe it is a contract thing with even delaying it 14 days. It's player contracts are out and then it becomes a whole legal issue. My guess, my hunch is it has to be something like that. Because to me, there's just no logical... Yeah. Like... I, I, it has like a, it has to be a money thing. Like it, it can't be a, a logic thing, <laughs> if that makes sense. Like this can't be like, oh, we, we talked about it and everyone's like, meh, let's not do this. It, it has to be like a... Well, if we did it, then that means the contracts have to be renewed for like a two-week basis, which means we have to pay them, which means we have to do travel again, and then it ends up costing this much money, and we look at the books. It's like, eh, this year has sucked for the books, so let's not do this and add more cost to the situation. Like, it has to be a whole kerfuffle type thing when it comes to the money, because there's no way they would be like, hey, let's just uh, wait two weeks and play again. Like, okay, cool, unless there was something stopping them from doing that. And that is such a shame considering, I I get it. I totally get, I get the money argument, but in a season where you sort of, 
you know, fans are upset because they couldn't be in the stadiums, and rightly so. So you have a lot of fans that are just watching you every week, trying to support you in whatever way they can. They're buying merch. They're doing whatever they can to keep the teams afloat. This would be a game for the fans. And it's just like, nah. nah. Oof. Yeah. So that's what we think. Let us know what you guys think about the championship not being played. Um, guys, the one other bit of news that came out of the USL that was interesting that I thought we could talk about just briefly. So the USL announced formally their their creation of what they're calling the USL Academy. And so basically that's going to be a youth league setup where I think there's three different age groups. And, um, you, you know, depending upon your skill level, they can play you up in age groups. Um, but the idea is to try to funnel the youth talent that's in the academies and give them opportunities to play at their own level. So if that means playing up, that means even, you know, getting them into a league one side, getting them into a championship side, whatever it may be, but creating that funnel from the academy to the pro team. Um, they announced that that's happening. Uh, the hounds are participating, uh, in our region. I forget the exact, it's like East central region, something like that. Um, it's a mouthful. Uh, what I thought was interesting is, first of all, I think it's a good idea. I think it's a good idea to have the academy. I think having sort of a nationwide thing where you play other kids from other places. There's obviously all sorts of youth tournaments that go on regardless of this academy structure. So we'll have to sort of see like how the schedule is actually laid out, all the travel, who they play, and whether or not this is successful. But I think overall the idea is is decent. Um, but one of the other things that came out, and I can't remember when this came out, but MLS has also created their own youth academy called MLS Next. And you actually have some USL teams that are participating in MLS Next, specifically Phoenix and Sacramento. So what we essentially now have is we have, you know, two pro leagues, each with their own academy system, basically competing competing for teams in different academy systems it's basically like you have you know a, just a lower league version of usl and mls as opposed to sort of exposing you know players to sort of every team and every level of things what are your guys thoughts on i guess first of all just sort of the usl having an academy and then second of all having sort of like competing youth academies that are trying to serve the same role how do you feel about this I mean, it's very U.S. soccer. It's the fact that everything's corporations doing this and not actually the um, USF, uh, UFF, or whatever it's called, United Soccer Federation, whatever. USF, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it, it's it's kind of indicative of that. I do think, as far as the USL goes, it makes more sense than MLS, just because of the fact that there is more of a pipeline that you could see there going into USL. Whereas the MLS one feels kind of like you're skipping a lot of steps there. Like going from Academy to MLS seems like a bigger jump. Um, and I, I also think it's interesting the way they're setting it up with the, the I think we're in the East Central Division is the name of our division. And it, it makes it so you don't have as much travel. And I, it's they have the rules in place where like, I forget what the ages are, but you have to have a certain number of people, uh, kids on your team from the that age group below yours. So it's like one or two or something like that. So that way, like they're getting pulled up from the the lower uh, age group all the way up. So at that point, it's like kind of cool if you think about it that way. It's it's these kids getting opportunities to play with players that are you know higher level than they are. Um, 
which is guaranteed to happen with the way the academy works, mm-hmm. which is it's what we're kind of missing. It's a way to kind of like pull these kids forward from being the best in their age group in their division, if you want to call it that, and getting them to go up a level. So, I, I think it's a cool idea. I do think the MLS part of it, like it, there's no meshing between the two, no comprehensive meshing at least, and that's kind of a problem. But yeah, we have more teams though. I mean, if you think about it, USL because this is going to be USL League One mm-hmm. and Championship. Yeah, so it, you you have more teams in general to pull from for this academy. I think what's interesting is that it's not. I don't even think it's just USL Championship and League One teams, but there's also just like other youth tournament type teams that are also participating in this that don't have a direct affiliation so there is a massive pool to pull from and mls is pulling from that pool as well they're grabbing some of these championship teams as well or tournament teams as well kev what i I guess real quick before i go to kev josh i totally agree i wasn't thinking about that jump from academy to mls because the usl championship and the usl in general was supposed to be that pipeline to mls and now you know, a number of the MLS teams are pulling their teams out of the USL. So you don't have that pipeline anymore. It's literally Academy to MLS, which we've sort of seen doesn't necessarily work so well. So Kev, what are your thoughts on this? Well, so I'm, I'm trying to, I'm, I still need to read a lot more about like their reasoning for creating it and, and understanding the actual league and and process but i mean one thing i was just reading that i didn't know before where i guess what yeah if you were you were if you were in an academy and then let's say you're in the riverhounds academy and you came up and you played a game for the hounds in a professional like league game i guess what that made you ineligible to play college soccer mm-hmm. yeah which i didn't so stupid yeah i didn't know that and that and that is an extremely dumb thing to do and at least i mean they're saying on the the usl academy website that like they've worked that out legally now so that an academy contract an academy player could come up play a professional game drop back down to the academy and still be eligible for like a collegiate career and go on and go to college and all that kind of stuff. that's great that's really good to hear. That's a really important step. And honestly, as a Riverhounds fan, this isn't just, you know, now, it, you know, originally I think it was, if you're a general fan of soccer in the U.S. and you want, see, you want to see youth development grow, here's something that you should be excited about. Well, now as a Riverhounds fan, I, I want, I don't know if we'll ever see it, but I would love to see an academy kid who's having, you know, a great month or something and we get an injury, there's a role to fill and someone from the academy comes to play a game, that'd be, it'd be great. I, I would love watching that. So now there's an opportunity for, for that to happen across all these clubs that eventually will get academies if they don't already have them. And I think that's, that's really cool to see. So yeah, I think that, that big thing alone is, is important. I don't think, you know, the USL Academy league is going to be, I don't know. It, it, historically, when you look around other youth development leagues around other places in the world, it's, people kind of try to get into them it's just hard it's, it's hard it, so i don't know what that's going to do maybe it'll help their development yeah but honestly i think having the opportunity to to be closer to a professional team um that plays in the usl i think is is, a, is really nice yeah i agree yeah and i don't think anybody's going to be i mean other than sort of parents and people involved with the youth system i don't think anybody's actively going to be following this but 
it, look, what we've seen in the USL is the the fan support behind players like a Robbie Mertz, who sort of comes through the system as a local kid. Like people love that. When you're looking for a marketing edge, like that's huge. So if this is this is an opportunity to create more of those players in the USL in general, I think it's better for the league overall, and it's there's more of a likelihood for that to happen in the USL than in the MLS. I and think this could be great for scouting. Yeah, like for for scouting, uh, just it would be an easier way of keeping track of what's going on in the youth uh, development and being like, hey, this 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 kid's really you know starting fires here and, and doing great and it, i don't know it is it's not gonna hurt that's for sure i think it will help it does codify it or solidify it a little bit more and centralize it and to kevin's point about the whole collegiate thing like if they did work that out because i didn't realize they had worked that out because that's always been a big thing about going to uh playing soccer in America is the fact that like you can't get a scholarship then like you can't get a you know athletic scholarship if you played a pro game so, so dumb so stupid yeah it's so dumb it's like hey he's really good and uh, he's so good that he was able to play for the pro team of his academy and now you're ineligible and you have to get the only way you're going to get in college if you pay full price or if you have a different type of scholarship so so well, so stupid and which honestly I, I mean it's I don't know I we'll have to wait and see how i mean because i'm i'm completely unaware of what the talent level actually looks looks like for like late stage high school soccer players i don't know if it's crap or actually you have a few that are incredible um but let's let's say that it is i mean it, it could increase the overall competitiveness of the league i mean if you have some some players who are borderline cases where let's say they're really good but either may, maybe they're not good enough to skip college and go straight to professional, or they they really you know it's it's an important choice for them to go to college. But if they're still good, you know, then you they could start playing and, and increasing the competitiveness of the USL, which is great. You know, there's we see I, I don't yeah I don't know I we see the likes of the Pulisic's and the Giovanni Reina's and, you know, really young kids going out and doing it. And I'm just wondering if there's similar kids but still want to go to college and so they're in this weird position where they can't really play and can, you know, express themselves. And hopefully this this gives them the opportunity to do that. Yeah, I remember talking to Hugh Roberts at one point about this and he one of the points that he made was like, look, if you want to go pro, like, go pro. Like, you you, you have you could potentially have the opportunity to go back and and go to college once you're done like if that's really what you want to do but to your point what you miss out on is like scholarship opportunities like if there was some way that a school would be like hey we'll give you a scholarship go do your pro thing and when you're done or like you have some sort of like statute of limitation like okay you play for four years and then like this becomes null and void but giving you an opportunity the problem with anything like related to athletics like that is okay well what if you go pro and then you get hurt like well then the scholarship they're throwing money at you for nothing they need you to play um so it would be interesting if they sort of worked that out but the case is that you know you have some of these guys over in europe that are you know 21 22 23 that have five years under their belt of pro experience and in america those guys are just getting out of college and just dipping their toe into the pro water and like learning what it means to be a pro and playing at that level and 
you're better off if you want to go pro, just go pro. And and you're, you take your lumps and you get the experience, but, you know, a few years down the road, you're going to be further ahead. So Depends on how good you are. Right. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's yeah. that. And also, I, if I... I could be wrong about this. Uh, doesn't the academies in Europe, don't they pay for, like, college, essentially? Like, whatever, you know, edu- their education in general. I don't think it's actually technically college. I think it's, like, even high school and that kind of stuff, private school. <laughs> like, they, they essentially pay yeah. for it. So if you're good in, and you're in the academy, yeah, they'll essentially pay for your education. So that's, that's where the disconnect is for Americans is you know, here. It's like you have to get a scholarship from the college or, you know, for the college, you, your academy is not paying for your college in a situation where it could be a big deal. Like, Hey, we don't want to lose you. So we're going to pay for you to go to, you know, uh, state college. Yeah. That would probably work. <laughs> in all likelihood, I have not read this, but I'm assuming that like to participate in the academy, you actually pay to play it's not a case where like the team's paying you to play in their academy system i don't know i mean there might be some cases where there's scholarships but i'm gonna guess like to cover the cost of coaches and things like that it's a pay-to-play structure well that would that would be interesting too though let's say there is a a riverhound scenario where we get an injury and we bring up an academy player if i'm a parent i'm gonna be like wait a minute i'm paying (laughs) i'm paying you (laughs) and now my kid is playing in your first team playing with other players that have professional contracts and getting paid and so i don't know but but i don't I, they also mention on the website the usl academy website that like they specifically say usl academy contracts so i don't maybe there is something that that they're dealing with with that i will say that i'm, I'm curious how this might play out specifically for the hounds um, because I know we haven't talked about it for a while, but I assume development for their huge training facilities is still ongoing. And I yeah. assume that the academy will be there as well as the first team. That's a, I mean, that alone is a really great setup. Um, that's a good selling point. Um, and then also, if, if you are a generally more competitive USL team, just like anything, I mean, it's, it's, you're a more attractive place to come and you know, be a part of that club hierarchy, and and being that. So I, I don't know. I once I, I could this could be wrong, but let's say you're a parent of a kid who's twelve and you know looking quite good at at soccer, with the knowledge that college is still really important. You know, I don't know. You're looking to move or what? I don't. You know, and. Pittsburgh now becomes like, okay, they have an academy. You can play in the Hounds, the Hounds team who are, you know, first in the East and blah, 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 and great training facilities. I mean, this could be a really interesting, uh, I don't know. This could play out interesting for for the Hounds as a club. Yeah. Guys, I think that's that's sort of all the thoughts on on the latest USL news and happenings. Um, We took two topics that we could probably spend five minutes talking about and spent 35 minutes talking about it as we do so that's what we think about you know the the no championship championship in the usl academy um you know let us know what you think uh we talked about how you know this off season we're gonna start to maybe do a few smaller shows as it relates to just sort of usl news and happenings and we've got a couple of other things there in the pipeline here in terms of tactics and positional and and you know obviously we're gonna do all the preview stuff for 2021 for sure But, uh, you know, as always, let us know what you think. 
and uh, obviously we'll let us know we'll let you know what we think because that's sort of what we do but uh i think that's it for this one um as your reminder go out and vote if you haven't voted yet depending on when you're listening you might be standing in line at the polls listening to this in which case good on you um but uh go out and vote it's important we're not going to tell you who to vote for just go do your thing um and go to mongols.com click on support a show to become a patreon follower after every show we do our after show um where we talk about all sorts of different things um we have a cool idea for something to do with patreon people only uh that we're going to talk about on this one uh so yeah if you want to hear that show head over to mongols.com click on support the show it's one dollar a month you'll get access to all those shows plus additional stuff that we got going on so go check that out for sure you reminder the black lives matter go get the steel army shirt love pittsburgh hate racism black lives matter over at steelarmy.com wear your mask if you're in line voting please make sure that you're wearing your mask um you know we uh, had some great masks made by roughneck scarves official scarf supplier to usl mls and us soccer get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com tire of the same old uniforms and cookie cutter templates from nike and adidas looking for a unique completely custom kit for a youth club sunday league squad adult or even pro team icarus fc can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price let them help you design your new custom kit today at icarusfc.com Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you very, very soon. Cheers. Later.